We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, you look nice, man. You look live, hair done, nails done, everything done. Look at you go. It's terrible what live betting is doing in my life. <laughs> I have to like put my phone away just for a second. I mean, now just we, for an hour. We gotta have the apps on deck though, because we might get an injury. We might get some. We got a little, you know, a little sprinkle, a little dab. Follow me on Twitter for just big bets and big wins. Get, get it out the way now, man. Where can they find you? IMPY718 on Twitter. Mainly, I mean, Twitter and Instagram, but it's all of the sports bettings on Twitter. Yeah, all yeah, of the yeah. sports content is on Twitter. Um, it's just, it's been a whole bunch of fun, man. Two weekends, right? This has been two, week two? Week two, yes, and, sir. Uh, beginning of week three, end of week two, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, man. I had, a, I had an interesting weekend. I think, I don't think, I think, I don't think, right? Put those two together. Since I started working out seriously, I'd say about like five years now, it's been like six days a week minimum gym. The last two years, I would say I don't count gym days. I count total workouts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a run, a lift, jujitsu, I got to get 12 workouts a week. So jujitsu four or five times a week, a run or two, and then gym. Know, the gym, the rest. All right. The reason why I bring that up, from Friday afternoon until this morning, I don't think I drank anything but beer. And I don't think I had less than 5,000 calories in total. Like, bro, I ate so fucking shitty. Is that wild card weekend? Dude, just... Friday night, I go out with my mom. We go to the Money Heist event. Tremendous. It was like an escape room. Yeah, but from yeah, Money Heist. yeah, Super dope, right? So we go out to Ottawa. We have some, you know, uh, some sushi, a little nice. spring roll. You know what I'm saying? I'm nice with the chopsticks now. Yeah? Yeah, I've gotten that down. Um, obviously, going to have a beer or two. You know, we have a bottle of sake. We take the Uber to Brooklyn. We go over there. Yada, yada. Have a great time. Have another beer over there. 
Saturday morning comes, you know, I go, I get a workout in, but I feel sluggish. Like all of last week, kind of just went to the gym and went through the motions. You're sweating the alcohol out that you drank yeah, the night before, so yeah. it wasn't any progress. So, so I'm on the elliptical getting that big elliptical guy. Yeah. All the, the all arms the, too. The arms too, but you know, like I don't like running on a treadmill because it hurts my knees. I, and knees. also I hate running on a treadmill because... There's no, like, end destination. Yeah. I'd rather you be like, yo, let's run from here to Astoria Park and back. It's like, all right, that I could visualize. I know how many more blocks I got. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a nicer thing for me mentally. Real quick, treadmill. Short-term sprints a little bit or also maybe just incline walking. Like, nothing too long distance. Yeah. Maybe quick sweat before you work out or sweat after you work out. But I'm with you in terms of if I'm doing anything long distance, I'm not doing it, it on the treadmill. too, Boring, man, right? Too. Just like... Yeah. You're, you're in place and shit. So anyway, Saturday, link up with boss, go out to Jersey. Little tradition. We always watch that first game. And it's the Raiders and the Bengals. Obviously, we hit some bets. I have four blue moons over there, chicken fingers and fries. We come back to a story. I go to Rivercrest. I get a margarita pizza. I split oh those big-ass monster pretzels with boss. Those are so good. Have another five, six beers over there. Sunday, I go with Agent Chris, the, the Knicks fan. We go out to his buddy's crib and... In the city, we get Prince Street Pizza, have five of those slices, and just chugging back beers. I just turned to Chris and all the guys. I was like, yo, I think I consumed like over 5,000 calories this weekend. All right, so time to do a little fast. <sighs> a little 24-hour fast. I got on the scale. I was not disappointed. I expected it to be worse. Yeah. I mean, know? that's not – a couple bad days, I don't think nah, it's really going to do it No, I know, really bro, but for me, it was like, like – <sighs> It was it was it was a lot. I mean, I understand if there's a lot of beer involved, because it wasn't carbs. Like usually, I'll drink. I drink every weekend, like when I go out and shit. But I'm also like still doing my meal plans. Yeah. I didn't have a meal plan from Thursday night. Like it was all just takeout and pizza, bagel with cream cheese and shit. Bar food and pizza ain't. ain't. Oh man, dude! Before we get into football, I gotta ask you something. It's uh about to sh- it's about the show Euphoria. Okay. You a fan? You watch it? Do you know about it? Uh, know about it. My girl watches it, but I don't watch it. Mm. I actually watched one of the episodes today. Mm. The most recent episode. Okay. So you haven't like watched it in order? Uh, how do you do that, bro? What is that? How do you just join a, a series that's been going on for for one whole season and now you're in? I, I mean, I would just say kind of I can appreciate great acting, great writing, great dialogue. Um, great, you know, cinematography. So if, if mm. you can enjoy those components of, 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 of TV and film, you can jump into literally anything. They just kind of take it for what it is. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Me, I need like guns. Yeah. I need cocaine. Maybe I need someone, like, I mean, if Euphoria has got some cocaine. Yeah, I got a lot of cocaine. But I understand there. what yeah. you're saying. But Euphoria I feel like it's very dialogue driven. Right, right. It also reminds me of 13 Reasons Why. It's very similar. Like high school years. And it touches on a lot of the things... That, like, you know, social media also talks about, right? Like, uh, race, drugs, anxiety, depression, high school problems yeah. and shit. Oh, you're dating my best friend, whatever. I don't want to do a full euphoria breakdown, <laughs> but I want to ask you a question. Do you think it's possible for a show to be captivating and awful at the same time? Yeah. Because that's how I feel about euphoria. I can't turn it off, but I'm also like, why am I watching this? Wasn't that the, the uh, Tiger King? Tiger King was like that too. But Tiger King also was like hilarious. Got me. it. Okay. Like I was laughing my ass off with Tiger King. I can understand where you're coming from. But can you think of a show that that happened for you? I couldn't turn it off, but I didn't really like it. Yeah. <sighs> nah, I'm sorry. I can't really think of one like that. Um, you know what other show was like that for me too? Peaky Blinders. I uh, I can't relate. I love that you show. You love that show, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. But I those just... are two shows. Sorry to cut you off, but those are two shows, Euphoria and Peaky Blinders, that you just referenced. 
that don't are really... very dialogue driven and they're very much driven by cinematography and yeah. amazing beautiful shots and you know if you're not into that stuff then you really not, may not like the show however mm -hmm. with peaky blinders i think at least what maybe holds holds you onto it is you know the the crime element of it the, yeah the, you know the, like uh, what's up son pull up pulling straps. out the old school guns yeah and, like i fuck with that yeah when i watch peaky blinders it makes me just want to smoke cigarettes and drink whiskey <laughs> definitely whiskey for sure bro right? i just like <laughs> i'm not a chain smoker i smoke weed yeah i'm not a chain smoker though. and get one of those hats that you wear like on a golf course oh i was thinking for halloween mm. maybe do a peaky blinders fire we got a long ways to go yeah we got uh, a long ways to go dude Little reference to Tiger King, Tiger Bengals. What's up? First game on Saturday. Well, How do you feel about that, bro? You were you were high you were high on the Bengals. I've never made a bet earlier in the week than what I did with the Bengals. I bet them at minus six and a half, a double down at minus five, closed at like minus five and a half, and I liked the number up until seven. If it got past seven, maybe there I would pull back a little bit. Game ended on seven, twenty six nineteen. Yeah, and. It was the game I felt the strongest about all weekend. What did okay. you think of that game? I think uh, the Bengals are a team that kind of can claw their way back. They find a way to make it happen. As do the as are the Raiders, though. That's why I was so fascinated by the matchup because those are two teams who it may not look pretty sometimes, but they find a way to kind of pull it out in the yeah. end. That's kind of the I think that's the kind of like the mo of both of those rosters. That's why I was so. You know, I didn't love the spread. I mm. took I took Raiders eight and a half on the alternate line, and I took under forty nine. The alternate line stallion, baby. Well, I got saved at the end of the game on the interception. Yeah. So the the you know, I would have obviously lost the over, but um, great game, really entertaining. Um, what did you think of kind of like the Raiders pass rush, the Bengals offensive line? Do you think that was kind of an overrated narrative going in because Burrow just keeps like bucking every. You know, every type of, um, you know, an issue that arises or, or, or a criticism or something like that, he's just like, oh, man, it's just, he's like the highest passer rating in the NFL with like the yeah. shittiest offensive line. So great weapons, obviously, but I don't know. It's just credit to him and the coaching staff. Zach Taylor, man. Yeah. Right? Pulling all the right strings, pressing all the right buttons. Did um, you notice how many times Joe Burrow did this, drops back in the pocket, and then sort of does like a, like a squat position and guys just like would fly over him? Not fly over him, but, like, he would sort of, like, drop really low in the pocket when it'd be crowded. And then he'd, like, squirt out. He did it on the touchdown, no-call whistle. Okay. That one. And it's, like, a lot of times it looks like he just, like, becomes a statue in the pocket. And then before you know it, just, like, squirms out a little bit. Yeah. And the thing that's, I mean, this dude's mad cool, son, right? Like, so cool, baby. Isn't it just a perfect way to, like, he's just a cool-ass dude. And let me tell you something. If I would have told you. Is that. this a 30 for 30 preview? No, no, no. But if I, what, what if I would have told you that Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins would combine for five catches in 36 yards? Oh, Lord. I had T. Higgins' first touchdown of the game, 8-1. to one, And boss is like, damn, yo, if that was a better throw. When he went to do one of those, like, sidelines, toe tap, really quick extend it. And it seemed like when he tried to catch it and, like, hit the pylon, it slipped out of his hands. Yeah. And uh, boss was like... Yo, bro, if that would have been a better throw, it would have been a touchdown. I was like, of course it wasn't a better throw because I have this fucking guy at 8-1. to one. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, he had one catch, and it was like fourth quarter maybe he got it. T. Higgins, one catch, uh, T. Higgins, one catch, 10 yards, and Tyler Boyd, four catches. He had the touchdown, but I'm just saying it's impressive because 
Obviously, Jamar Chase is kind of like that underlying theme, generally speaking. But then you get like production from Uzoma, like six receptions and a touchdown. So that's what I think was a huge difference because when you look at this Bengals offense, who's the guy that's forgotten? Uzoma. Yeah. Right? It's like, all right, we know about Chase. He, but Uzoma has had some big games this he year. He has, but I also think that's why because he's just forgotten. He's it's the like, forgotten. all right, we got, the, we, we got a bell cow running back in Mixon who had yep. a career year. We have his LSU homie. We got T. Higgins, who you want to talk about, big game, like 12 for 194 and shit he's had. And then you got the guy in the slot who's probably a top five slot wide receiver yeah. in Tyler Boyd. So, all right, let's worry about those guys. And then before you know it, it's like Uzoma's on like a run first linebacker, and it opens up stuff for him. Yep. Scored the first touchdown, too, rather effortlessly, too. Great throw by Burrow. Six for 64. I mean, that's kind of what you need. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know... It's just so crazy, man, because it's like the Raiders. It's driving them driving down the field at the end of the game. What were you thinking? They're gonna they're gonna score because that's what they did all year. Exactly, right? it was a perfect ending to their season. Yeah, because they had a chance to win it at the end. Four and zero, I believe it was in one score games. Or? No, four and zero in overtime. Oh yes, so yes, like yes. this is a team when when you know chips are all in to use the Vegas term. Chips in the middle of the table. What's up? Call. They answer that call. Yeah. Two turnovers for the Raiders, I think. But you know what? I was talking about this with Ahmed because he was like, you know, to just really quickly reference the Cowboy game. He's like, dude, we get that interception from, you know, Anthony Brown. It's like, you know, we end up punting. And it's like the Raiders, good teams, and I feel like this, good teams, when they cause a turnover, they get touchdowns. Yeah. Right, so you're gifting me a free possession. I'm gonna make you pay. Yeah, the Raiders gave the ball up. Carr gets sacked inside the 20 yard line, and they hold them to a field goal. That was a massive win for that defense. Who yeah. I thought that defense balled out again, and I think they just lost to arguably the second best connection in the NFL. I think it's Rodgers and Adams one. Yeah. I think I think Chase and. I don't look at Chase and I'm like, damn, son, it's crazy he's a rookie. I do say that because I think he's so polished. And even Devontae Adams said, he's like, yo, what Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are doing is so wild because I had to grow to get to that. And also, these guys were first-round picks, so it was expected. And you know he didn't play all of last year too, right, Jamar Chase? Yeah. He, his 2019 tape was good enough. Yeah, but he didn't play. He sat out because of COVID, yeah. like a lot of players did. And then he comes back and he's like, already? Like this? Yeah. Fresh, fresh legs. Yeah, but yo, bro, I mean, at this point, like, everyone's played a whole season and, and you know, like, more than a... <clears throat> I would say that at least when it comes to being a wide receiver, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, as long as you stay explosive, as long as you're... You yeah, know. but he's also 21. Like, I wouldn't say that about, like, if it was, like, Julio getting a year off and I'm like, all right, yo, Julio, he's 32, 33, like... I'm saying the position, Jamar Chase taking a year off as a wide receiver is not as big of a deal, in my opinion, as maybe a quarterback. Like, Trey Lance didn't play the entire year, and right. that, and, and, I mean, he was raw coming in, but yeah. at the quarterback position, you need reps. Uh, yeah, that's fair. As a wide receiver, you're out there on an island, man. As long as you're staying quick, you're staying fresh, you know, you're running your route, you're keeping your routes crisp. All of those things, you're, you're, it's, it's very much an individual position. I, yeah, no, nah, that's that's fair because if you're and, and, and sorry to cut you off, but look, and then the guy that who's throwing him the ball, he already had the rapport with. Yeah. So, 
it's just one of those things where it was almost a plug and play. Yeah, no, nah, for sure, man, for sure. That's a good that's a good assessment there because think about like why the Colts started out so slow this year is because Carson Wentz missed the majority of the season, the preseason, yeah. I should say. Whether it was COVID, whether he was hurt, and then they come into the year, it's like, all right, now it's the first time I'm throwing at any of these guys. That's why they came out the gate so slow. Yeah. The one thing that really jumped out to me also is I think this defense for the Bengals, they're they're like bend but don't break. But also, they, they could cause some noise, man. I didn't like that Hendrickson got knocked out of the game. Yeah. That's going to be something to monitor. He had a sack. He had hits on the quarterback, too. Uh, Sam Hubbard also, those two guys on the edges. Monsters. And, yo, they've gotten really good production from, like, Eli Apple, former Giant. Yeah. Uh, Awuzie, former Cowboy. And these are guys like Mike Hilton has bounced around. Von Bell. Remember when Von Bell left Buffalo and it was like, oh, shit, Von Bell to the Saints? No. Congrats. Like, yeah. what happened there? And they just have guys that make, make a lot of plays on their defense. Yeah. And I think it, it kind of went the way I thought it would go. This game also could have been a lot worse if they didn't settle for four field goals. Yeah. I mean, for, first time play. That, the reason I liked kind of a little bit of the alternate and then the under was just because not only do you have two first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs, but these are two first-time head coaches. Mm-hmm. One being Basaccia, who was trying to earn the job next year. Yeah. An interim coach. I hate to say it in the back of your mind is it, let's be competitive. Let's not, you know, to me it's like you can't win the game in the first half, but you could lose the game in the first half. Right. And he's a special teams guy through and through. Conservative kind of approach. You know, don't get embarrassed. Right. I hate to say it. We're almost lucky to be here. I mean, I definitely. I, right? Though. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like let's keep it respectable. Mm. It's not, you know. And then I think the same thing happened from the Bengals' perspective, perspective too. It's like, let's be a little bit more conservative. We think we're a better team than them. You know, it's not one of those situations where you, you're, you know, you're, you're pulling all these strings maybe on a fourth down or, or, or whatever the case is. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of my lean. It was, I think this is going to be a conservative, potentially low-scoring game. And uh, I think it was. Like, a lot yeah. of field goals. It went, it went under the total, too. Yeah. Whether it was, I mean, no. even the standard over was, yeah. I believe, 48. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, I would say so. I think that's fair. Yeah, two rookie head coaches and two quarterbacks who made their first playoff start. Yeah. And and now with Vegas, I hate to say it, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some regression next year. We talk about it all the time. If you, you know, how many of these close games could you have lost, right? Four overtime games? Yeah. And, and you know, I'm sure there's a couple of other close games, close games sprinkled in as well. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of regression next year. But we'll see what they do with the head coach. And You think they bring him back? I don't know. I, I wouldn't. No, nah, right? I think it was a great run, and you kind of just leave it at that. And, yo, you know, also for him, too, I feel like you could sort of leave on your high horse. Exactly. It's like, yo, I kept the ship afloat. Maybe he goes back to being a coordinator, what he was doing before. Yeah. Because then you don't want to go into there and then, you know, you start out, you know, three and nine and then you get fired at the end of the year. It's like, uh, you know, it kind of sours it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would feel. I don't like when former players become head coaches for the team they played for. Okay. I feel like it stings your legacy a little bit, don't you? Why? Who are you referring to? Just in general. Like, how many coaches played for a team and then they became the head coach of that team? And then before you know it, they're like, as good a head coach... As they were a player. Like, the first one I, I think of, like, I would never want Patrick Ewing to be the coach of the Knicks. 
Okay. Because like his legacy with New York is so iconic. We celebrate them not winning a championship, but they made the conference finals and they made the finals. You don't want that guy to come. Like Magic when he coached the Lakers. Yeah. I don't know. It might be a weird, like Jason Kidd when he coaches the Nets and then he has that dude like bump into him and shit to spill his drink. Like, I feel like it damages your legacy a little. Yeah. Well, you, you thinking Derek Carr is going to be the coach of the Raiders someday? No, well, he's going to he's going to be the fucking. He'll be the quarterback. I don't th- I don't think you don't bring, bring him back, back. Yeah. after what happened. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he proved to you that. Well, how many other quarterbacks can keep this shit afloat after what happened to them? Yeah, I think that's huge. Yeah. And even in the press conference after the game, he's like, you know, pick you know pick one of the things that went that, that happened to us this year. And you know he that was could just, have sent our season out of control. He was just very proud, and I'd be proud too. Uh, real quick, before we get into a game, I definitely want to talk to you about brother, brother. That was the next game on the slate. The next game on the slate, yes, sir. Uh, Patreon members: Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Mike Wozniak, Jordan Riley, Stephen Briggs, my man, Buffalo's find it. Letting you have it on the Discord, him and J Dub. It's letting you have it. It happens. Shout out to you guys. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Get in there. We're cranking out the Patreon content. We're cranking out the Discord access. $5 a, a month. A pledge. You get access to the Discord community. There's a betting bars channel in there. Starting to dedicate some more time on a daily. Also, going to try and get Impy in there. Impy doesn't have Discord on his phone. Uh, he's going to get it soon because some people have been reaching out to you. Mostly to troll you because of this one. I mean, it's fine. Yo, with all due respect, like... You're prepared I was, for the smoke. I was, nah, there's no smoke to be had. I, I Did they lose the game? Yeah, but... I mean, I was I was correct on the Patriots, at least for the regular season, and I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah, you were very high on them, so we'll give you a... And they made the playoff. Like, okay. you know, they finished ahead of the Dolphins. Mm-hmm, like, I was, mm-hmm. I was right. Like, okay, they, they lost to a really good Bills team, who, by the way... Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and do this after what they just did to the Patriots, but... They've only beat three playoff teams this year. They beat the Patriots twice, and they beat the Chiefs. Those were mm-hmm. the only playoff teams they beat in the regular season. So excuse me for being a little hesitant. Mm. And excuse me for being a little bit worried about Josh Allen. Was it the toe or the foot? or he? Had, he Bro, one fucking Viagra, son. Rock cocked and ready to unload. I'm just saying, I really don't. I, I'm, I'm not taking that one to heart, really. Right. Well, yeah, I just came on here. I was like, I'm going to troll him a little bit here because I don't think your boy Mac is it. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. He's a rookie. No, nah, he's in an extremely hostile environment. <clears throat> you know, like, I don't. Here's the thing, right? I talked about this with Allen. Buffalo, when they played them on the Monday Night Football game, and Mac Jones threw the ball five times, right? That defense was pissed off after. Remember, Pryor and Hyde are like, yo, why are you asking us that shit, man? Basically, is what they were saying, right? They go to play Tampa Bay. They lose to Tampa Bay in overtime. But Tom Brady in that game made four or five throws. That if you were to chart his top eight throws, like a MySpace top eight, yeah. the throws Brady made this year, half of them came in that game. He threw that crazy dime to Mike Evans, like yeah. in the back of the end zone where Evans like contorted his whole body around. They just lost to the GOAT, who had half his insane throws in that game, right? Ever since then, 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread, dominating teams. Pats are coming into this game 1-3. The only game they really looked great in was the, was the, the Jags, Jaguars. Where they right. beat them by 40, though. Right. And then you could look, yo, Jaguars stunned the Bills as a plus 700 underdog way back in the day, too. But that's also what we've been saying all year. Like, all these teams have really ugly losses. 
but it was a pissed off Bills team. They were rubbing it up, rubbing it in. 21 to 25, 308, and five touchdowns. Yo, when he's on, how many quarterbacks do you think are better than him? None. He's a he he does it all. Like if you if you were to say, yo, if I was to say to you, yo, for the rest of the playoffs, every single quarterback is going to have their A plus game. Like they're gonna have their absolute highest ceiling. We're talking about Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Tannehill. Joe Burrow, we don't know what's happening Monday night. We're recording it Monday afternoon, so we don't know what happens with Stafford and Murray. But let's just throw those guys in the mix, too. Let's say Stafford and Murray, um, Jimmy G. Like, how many guys can have a better game than Josh Allen? None because of what Josh Allen could do with his legs. Is that the answer? I feel like that's the answer. I mean, because from a passing perspective, like, yeah, Brady can light it up. Rodgers can uh, light it up. And, yeah, Rodgers does maneuver a little bit. He can extend the play and pick up a first down. He's not afraid to he run. Just, Rodgers just doesn't look bad that often. Right, right. It always looks like he has his A-plus yes. game. Yeah, but I think, yo, Josh Allen, because when they do the design runs, because he's bigger, too. Like, I really wanted to say Murray at first. Yeah, I was actually going to say Stafford because when Stafford looks great, the Rams are hard to beat, yeah. and, and he looks amazing. But when Stafford looks bad... I wanted to say... I agree with you. I wanted to say Murray because I feel like when Murray runs around and shit, like it's wild because he's such a really good passer. But he don't really bulldoze anyone like Josh Allen does. Like third and eight, and there's two guys there. Like Murray might get knocked out the game. Yeah. So I feel like Josh Allen, if I know for a fact, I'm getting the A-plus no... No bullshit fucking Falcons game where he's rolling to his right, throwing it like the absolute apex. I think he would be number one, bro. And le- and and is the story of the game though not the Patriots defense? Because the Bills played perfect on offense. They scored on every drive. Touchdowns. Yeah. No field goals. In no the, punts. No punts in the freezing colds. Like everything suggested low scoring game, right? And they go out there and they do that. That to me, that was the biggest kind of surprise was how just, I don't want to say unprepared the Patriots looked, but I guess that's the answer. Just like, how did you let that happen? Because this also isn't a uncommon opponent, right? Like, you know this you, this team is really the well. F- third. third time yeah. you've seen them. Yeah. That's what's, what's so crazy to me. And you're right, I, I guess, from the perspective and the narrative, oh, it's Belichick, it's Belichick, he'll be prepared, he'll be prepared. And, you know, they'll keep it close and everything you could possibly imagine. I didn't see that coming, a 30-point loss. Did I think the Bills were going to win? Yeah, like I did. But I thought it was going to be a closer game than that. Yeah. And I think it just has a lot to do with the Patriots not showing up on defense. And Barmore was hurt. Uh, Collins was right. They they were miss they were not missing some guys, but if they played, they were hurt. And who and it's tough in Buffalo too. Yeah, yeah. I saw a uh, thing on TickPick. Shout out to TickPick. They had a graphic. It costs like ninety bucks to get into Buffalo Stadium. I like the 50-yard line because it was so cold. It's like those tickets would normally cost like five, six hundred. Yeah. It's like $90 because no one wants to go to that shit. You saw Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Shirt sure off. Yo, bro, I was in Buffalo when he played there. They love, they love Fitzmagic up there, bro. Yeah. And he does too because they gave him like 20 mil. Was he, he was a little bridge guy for them for a couple years, right? So the knock was like he started off like five and one one year or like six and two, something like that. And then they gave him that extension guarantee. And then that's when like shit kind of fell yeah. apart. And then he ends up becoming the he jet quarterback. He quarterback for everyone in, the, in that division. Yeah, pretty much. 
Except for the Pats. Except for the Pats, yeah. Because they Jets, were good Dolphins, at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But, yo, you know, I um, I thought Buffalo minus four was a pick that I gave out on the Patreon. I tweeted about it, too. I thought it would be more of a 28-14 Patriots garbage time like they did to Bourne. But I didn't see this. There's you. There's no. You can't win the game. Like I would, I would love to like do some research on you know the similar situation of a team not getting stopped the entire game. What are the odds that team loses? Yeah, probably slim. So, I mean, yeah, but kudos to the Bills, man. I definitely think they showed something. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 we'll see what happens in the next round. Yeah, the next game, uh, and it kind of ties into New England a little bit too because I think. We, we sort of had a conversation in text about these Belichick trends. I don't think they apply in the playoffs because it's the first time without Tom. Yeah. So all these trends, which you were right. You're like, you know, how often does he lose by double digits? His record is 32 and 18 in the playoffs against the spread. Things like that. It's different when you don't have Tom Brady. But they bro. would go. Remember the year. But like with all due respect, they went 11 and 5 or 10 and 6 with Matt Castle. And then when Brady was out for the deflate gate, they were 4 and 0 with Jimmy G and, Bro- and Jacoby Brissett. So there is some historicals, but not in the playoffs, though. True, true. Which and my only was... counter argument is they've seen that team twice already. Right. So it's like there's so much information here at, at, to say at least, hey, look, you know what they go ten and seven this year. Yes. You went ten and seven, ten and seven with a rookie quarterback. Awful at home, by the way. Yeah. They went six and two on the road. It's weird, right? Probably just maybe the way the matchups shaked out. They did have some tough games, they right? The, they played they had the Bucks at home. They had the Bucks at home. They had the Cowboys at home. They had some tough opponents. Like that Saints game was weird when they played them in there too. Like the you know Winston just running wild and shit. But yeah, this this next game, Eagles and Bucks. Why the head shake? Was it the most obvious outcome of the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because the Eagles can't, I, it's tough for the Eagles to get garbage time points because Hurts is so limited throwing the ball. Like, I was on Twitter and I was seeing a whole bunch of let's get Gardner Minshew in there four wide and throw the ball because that's not what Hurts can do. And I kind of agreed by the end of the game. Mm. And yo, <clears throat> to be fair, some of his guys dropped some easy like catches too. Like but his- they couldn't get separation either. Uh-huh. And, the, and, and when you talk about the Bucks' strength, it's not the secondary. No, it's the front. And I feel like yeah. they were just overpowered. The entire time. And Troy Aikman was saying it on the broadcast the entire game. The Bucks corners were at the sticks on first and 10. Oh, dude, there was that one play where Devontae Smith is out blocking and they feel like a screen pass to like Boston Scott. Gainwell, I, I thought. It was someone out the backfield and James Dean. James Dean? Jamel like, Dean. Jamel Dean just blows up Devontae Smith. Yeah. And, you know, as a corner, you want to take an angle on the wide receiver to like if the plays, if this is the middle of the field, you want to angle it to the middle of the field so you have more guys, like you know, backside yeah, pursuit yeah. and shit, as opposed to having your back to the field so that he could, you know, turn the corner, run up the sideline, and he just fucking blew that whole play up. And I was just like, oh shit, you know. And then a couple couple drives later, um, the dude gets the interception, not the interception, the stop on fourth down, takes off his helmet, gets the penalty call there. <clears throat> But the corners play very aggressive. And that was the thing that I was worried about the most for Tampa Bay. Not in this matchup. Like, it, uh, it wasn't a concern. Because the Eagles receivers don't really scare you. Nah. Dallas Goddard scares me the most. He, How many drops did he have? He had a couple drops, too. Yeah, look, he had 11, 12 targets. He had uh, 
six for 92, but yeah. he dropped half his targets. Now, not all of them were catchable, but, you know, he did have one just go right through his hands. Yep, that was a big play, too. That was a big play. So, for me, Jalen Hurts, I feel like my stance from last year when he started started to even now, it hasn't really changed, man. I think he's a great fantasy quarterback. You know how we always make the joke of, yo, your plus one wants to go out and you're not going to watch this game, right? You're not going to watch the Eagle game because you guys are going to go to a birthday brunch or whatever. And you This know, was the game to do that for. Right. But also just like this example with Jalen Hurts, how I feel about him is he's an awesome fantasy quarterback and a lot of empty stats. So you and the plus one, you go to brunch. I bring a plus one. We go to brunch. And then 430 comes. You're like, yo, Lamb, how'd the Eagles game go? I'm just like, ah, oh, here you go. Jalen Hurts, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one in tow, 80 on the ground, and a touchdown. You're like, oh, shit. Dope. But they lost by 13. Yeah. Like, that's Jalen Hurts. But the Eagles like him. They got not one, not two, but three first-round picks next year. And they overachieved. They overachieved this year. Without a doubt. I think, and, and I hate to do it, like, Look at the contrast with the Giants. I probably may have said it last week. The Eagles are literally in the middle of a rebuild, and they made the playoffs. Right. With with a, a bridge quarterback? Jury's still out. Could we, could we wait and see? But I, I feel like he's not, he's not a, a decade guy. I think if, if something presents itself, like a Matthew Stafford trade, you know how like Matthew Stafford, that's how I felt. Like Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, kind of similar. In the sense of, if something better is out there, we'll move on from him. I don't, but I think Jalen Hurts will be a quarterback. The, his, I think he'll be a starting quarterback for as long as he stays athletic. Right. Like, he will kind of... I can see the Eagles maybe making a move. But some the, the other team saying, like, we're in on Hurts. Even if it's just for a couple years. Like, he's serviceable enough. That if we are going to rebuild, he's good enough to kind of hold us through. He literally just did it with the Eagles. That's kind of the situation and the scenario that I'm talking about. If they want to package any of these picks to go get a stud quarterback, Mm -hmm. the team on the other end would say, hey, it's not like you're doing us a favor throwing in Jalen Hurts. We can use him. So I think that's kind of the way that he's seeing. I think think he has value on Mm -hmm. the market. It's not top 10 quarterback value, but I do think there's something there. What do you think of the Bucks receivers in this game? They got Gio Bernard back. He had 18 touches, scored a touchdown. Mike Evans, I was, I mean, he doubled his yardage total. I was all some. over the the Evans. Prop. Yeah, I was all over the. I Evans mean, they prop. they didn't shadow him with Darius Slay. The yeah. only time they did was like in that red zone, and he got the break up there. But besides that, he's just like running wide open against Maddox. The volume was and, there. Yeah, yeah. Ten um, targets, nine catches for 117 and a touchdown. Gronk scored a touchdown. Um. Yeah, what about Scotty Miller? Eight over under eight and a half, and he catches one for eight yards. I'm telling you, I almost took it. I didn't, and I only and I went Tyler Johnson and Evans, and I yeah. went one for two there because Ch- Tyler Johnson, his number was thirty two and a half, and he mm-hmm. finished with thirty. And also, he had those early drops, and you're like, it's quiet. Is he gonna get benched? Yeah, Brady, Brady's not going back. I don't him. know, man. This Bucks makeshift skill guys kind of reminds me of the Patriots. You got Gronk, and then you got like just a. Bu- I mean, he's never had like a, an yeah, elite yeah, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying like well, he has. But it, it was the, the Randy last, Moss year. The last like five to six years, he hasn't really had a Mike Evans. It just reminds me of like what Brady does best, and also the Eagles didn't match up well with the Bucks. The Eagles, uh, the Bucks, Brady, D- Dink and Dunk, special specialty. Yeah. That's their bread and butter, and you know he'll slice. Brady will slice and dice you all the way down the field, and. 31 nothing going into the fourth quarter, bro. Yeah. And I had eight and a half, and I was sweating it at the end. Like, I was watching the game with Chris, and I had Bucks minus eight and a half. 
and we leave to go into the city. And as we're dropping, he turns on the game, and it's like, oh, developing Jalen Hurts in the offense out there with a minute 30. And I'm like, don't you fucking yeah. dare backdoor cover this, you fuck. Well, <laughs> I want to say real quick, you know, I think Todd Bowles deserves some credit. I know, they, I know the Bucks are good defense, but I just – he's so creative with his blitzes and – you know, he'll, he'll, he'll blitz a couple different corner blitzes. Bro, what about Vita Vea dropping into coverage? That's what I'm saying. Like, Fire, son. I think he may get another look as a head coach. I'm sure. not sure when, but I think, like, he's kind of proving it again and again and again. Um, so I want to just, just just shout them out there. Because to your point, what was it, 31 zip? Yeah. At that point, let's back everyone up. I mean, I mean, they were playing a loose coverage a bit anyway. But loose coverage, let's just get out of here healthy. You know, and, and on to next week. Game of the weekend? Easily. What we expected as far as like... Mm, sorry, I say easily. I take that back. Not easily, but game of the weekend. What would you say? Raiders? Raiders-Bengals? I could understand. Maybe I mean, it was the only other game that was close. close. Everything else was a blowout. Yeah. Uh, Niners go into Dallas, and they beat the Cowboys. Where do you want to start? Because there's a lot to break. A lot to break down. Uh... The first round bounce dance. You uh, knew it was coming? I mean, dude. Was saying Pats and Cowboys first round bounce since about like week nine. And here's the thing. I'm a bitch. Because I didn't know what to pick in this game. And your I, pick I, was did Dallas. A, I did a parlay and I took the Niners money line and then I took the Cowboys minus three. It was setting up for me to lose both those bets, by the way, if Dallas scores on the last touchdown. Because it'd be 24-23 and then I'm asked out. However, I bitched out because I heard everybody I know pick San Francisco. It was such an obvious, popular, trendy. The bets were coming in on them, which was weird because, you know, America's team, public team, the Dallas Cowboys are at home also. There was probably enough public money on Dallas to keep it keep it four, right? Three and a half, four. So the line stayed three, three and a half. It just floated back and forth. And I got scared of everybody being on the Niners because it was the same people that were telling me like Bama is Bama. Bama is going to be Georgia, right? But it's like, yo, my eyes are telling me that they're a fraud team. And I would tell people, it's weird, bro. When I talk about the Cowboys, it's such a weird thing. Do you have that with any team? Nah. Like when you talk about the Dolphins, do you get shit from people or the Bills or the Pats? Because you're a Jets fan? Nah, I don't. Because for me, it's like, because it, I'm a Giants fan, but like, I don't think anyone. There's a little bit of bias involved, but you always say it best. Sometimes, sometimes you know a team really well, you could take advantage of it. But yo, I don't shit on the Giants all the time, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I own the bad takes of the top five offense on paper shit Skill that guys. you're letting me have. Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, baby. Best number four in the Shepherd. league. So I know them, I know the division, and. I try to, when people ask me, it's weird. Like, they'll be like, yo, what do you think of the Cowboys this year? And I'll give them, like, an honest assessment of them. They're like, oh, fuck you, man. You're a Giants fan. It's like, you asked me. You asked me. It's the same shit with the Eagles. You know what I mean? And with the Cowboys, I felt like they were frauds all year. Six and five against the whole NFL. Six and no against the NFC East. Yeah. Congrats. You put up 50 on Washington and the Eagles. Eagles last game of the year had nothing to play for. You still had a chance at the two seed if some other wacky shit went down. And then you had the Washington football team on Sunday Night Football where half the team was out with the Roni. So you got guys coming up off the practice squad and shit. And it's like, yeah. 
And we saw every time they dry, they had a big game, they put up 40 against the Falcons, eggs the next week. I think there's I think there was a lot of red flags over the course of the season. I think that <laughs> Pulls up the golf club. It's a visual. It's an audio medium. Get ready, I baby. Tell, I keep telling you. Get ready, son. <laughs> I'm keeping this shit right here. Get ready. Was that the four iron? I don't know what iron it is. Shouts to nine your boy. Iron. I think it's the nine iron. Yeah, where can I tell? There should be a number it on says it. Says P putter. Oh, oh, pitching wedge. Oh, okay. It says seven ten here. No, no, that's don't worry. P is for pitching wedge. I've been to the driving range just once since I got these clubs. Shouts to Matty B, MP's roommate. He gave, he gifted me a set of clubs. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I got this for the visual, the first round bounce. I'm already on the course. I'm like at hole number five with Saquon, DJ, and Kenny Galladay. And Dak, I have Dak just showed up. Dak, Dak showing up. Zeke, you know, PCL injury. You had one since what, 2018? They ran the ball 16 times, Dallas. So 14 penalties? Yo, so that was that was wild. Fourteen pet. Well, first of all, watching that game, although it was exciting, it was it's, it was terrible from the referee perspective. But fourteen. But hey, man, the refs have been bad for years now. Yeah, but sometimes it's just like let them play. But it's magnified so much more when it's on a big stage. When it happens on Sunday Night Football, when it's the no call against Breeze and the Saints against yeah. the Rams, it's like what the fuck, you know? I still to this day, I've been watching football. Like this since about two thousand seven. I still don't know what a catch is. Yeah. Was the Hunter Renfro thing a catch? On that third and like eight? I don't know. We no one knows. No one knows. They also ran the ball at the running backs only sixteen times. What say what you want, that's their identity, man. Good offensive line, you run the ball, play action, XYZ. You can't only run the ball sixteen times in a playoff game. That's just my opinion. Um I don't know. I never like those numbers, bro. Because you gotta factor in game script. They're playing they were down. But like do were, you think it was maybe abandoning the run too early? They also couldn't get bro. They can't they couldn't get nothing. Do, they couldn't do anything. They can't get nothing with Zeke. Like Zeke, when I think of Zeke Elliott right now, it's not a hundred yards. It's pass. It's pass protection. Phenomenal, phenomenal pass blocker. Good fullback. Good fullback. But when I think of Zeke now, I think two point nine yards per carry. Yeah, you need Tony Pollard. But, and how is it? Hold on. How is it? How is it that Zeke? Has the same exact offense and doesn't look the same like Pollard does. It's not like when Pollard goes on the field, they put the number one unit out there. It's like, no, nah, it's yeah. the same shit. And Pollard just looks, eye test wise, it's way more explosive. I used to say the same shit about Aaron Jones. Remember when Aaron Jones first came on and it was like him and like Jamal Williams? Yeah. It's like, bro, I don't care what PFF is telling me. Like, eye test wise, this Aaron Jones better. looks way better. Yeah. And then look, he becomes the number one back there and he's gotten paid and shit. But it's like, yo, Tony Pollard is just better. He just looks better. What did you think of the of the QB draw? Because I have something here, and you tell me what you think. So from Sims, my guy Chris Sims, he said he he's he's played under great coaches, and he's also been a coach on great staffs. He goes, you know, he goes, I've worked with McDaniel's, Belichick, you know, a whole bunch of great guys. He goes. 17 to 18 seconds was was the line of demarcation for being able to get a play down the middle and spike the ball. The Cowboys tried to do it with 14 seconds left. Sims is like them not being aware of like maybe a specific cutoff with that time or whatever. He thinks it's a big it was a big blunder by the coaching staff or even from Dak in a sense too. You need a little bit more time to do that. 
All right, so like I, I hate when I do this, but like I want to play devil's advocate, but I also want to play both sides. I hate playing both sides. I feel like you got to pick a side and then stay on it. All right, yes, the coaching, that should have been drilled in. That's something Dak should know too. But sometimes, bro, when you're out there on the field, it just, it's just chaos, right? Yeah. And it's like you're not rational. You know, you ever heard those expressions where it's like everybody knows after the fact what they would do? Yeah. But when you're in the heat of the moment... It's like, yo, it happens to me in jujitsu, right? Like, I know how to escape a rear naked choke, but there's some times where it's like, there's a mad scramble. The dude takes my back. He has both hooks in. He gets the arm under. I'm fighting the one arm, and then it just, like, slips. It's like, yeah, I know what I need to do, but just sometimes in the heat of the moment, the heat of battle, you might brain fart. Or it might just be too chaotic, or right now you're like, oh, shit, we just picked up 15 yards. Like, it's there. They had a three-man rush, and they played everyone on the sides. <laughs> But another sorry. But, but do you agree with that though? Or like in the hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. Absolutely. But I do think that there's an issue with they're making it seem like that was the play, and then you're kicking a field goal. You still have to throw the ball 40, 30 yards into a crowded end zone too. So you're making it seem like, like I just thought it was too risky considering what was left. It's not like you it was a kick a field goal, win the game, or go to overtime. You still needed one more play after mm. that. That, to me, was the whole thing. It wasn't just, you know, no big deal, man. But look, real quick, Cowboys had a bunch, caught a bunch of breaks, and they still lost. How many Jimmy G overthrows were there? How many crazy Jimmy G, the interception? Dude. There's just, there was a lot you of... You think Niners fans, when they saw the double move by Ayuk on Trayvon Diggs wide open, you're like, fuck, that's the Manny Sanders play again? Because after that missed throw, I'm like, damn, son, the Niners are going to blow this game. Yep. Just wide open. Kyle Shanahan found the button. Yo, you know, you know you're mad when you bet on something to happen, and you just, just because of how frustrated you are and how dumb of a decision someone made, you're like, yo, I don't even care about the bet. I want them to lose now. Yeah. I wanted, I, I know it sounds so crazy. I like the Niners, but Shanahan was just finding ways to blow that game. Like, Warner goes down. You know what's crazy about Shanahan? What? He loves to run the ball. But in the Super Bowl, he didn't run the ball with the Falcons, and that's why they lost. Well, I mean, I'm sure there was a component of they think we're going to run the ball. Let's not run the ball. Also, the offense was a lot different. Like, Matt Ryan then was, like, on fire. I I just found that funny when he was establishing the run last week with the Rams and then even this week with Eliza Mitchell. Yo, Eliza Mitchell, man. Yeah. all these years, it's like stay away from Washington's backfield, stay away from New England's backfield in fantasy. Don't take a, a Shanahan running back. Nah, there's a guy now. Yeah, there's a guy. As long as he's healthy, he's getting 25 touches. Yeah, I think uh, they found every way to lose the game, and they still won. What I was so surprised and what frustrated me the most was you need there was like the fourth and inches, and they punted the ball. Bro, keep in mind your best defensive player was like out at that point, right? Two of your best defensive players Uncle, were out. Uncle Mo, Uncle Momentum swung. Come on, when, bro. You need Nick one yard. Hurt. And what's your specialty? Running the ball. It's like, why? I, I couldn't imagine them punting the ball away. The game would have been over if they yeah. would have. So you have the. What did, about your boy, too, man? I hate to cut you off. Debo? You love Debo. That's a problem, child. I think that's his name. 19 Problems is like his Instagram handle. He's a goat, man. Dude is such a beast. And yo, what about this, too? One for eighteen yards. It's George Kittle. Yeah. Like, well, n- I yeah, I was I couldn't have been more wrong. I, I gave out a a Kittle prop. No, but I'm not even saying it for that. Like I didn't even know that you gave out that prop, but I'm saying like they they had command of this game. 
Yeah, a little bit in like the middle of the third, fourth quarter. It looked bad with some of the throws, but it's like you didn't have a Kittle game at all. No. Like Jawan Jennings has become a third and eight. He goes to him. Well, I just think when they really, really, really want to run the ball, Kittle is so much involved in the running game. Yeah, you he's know, a it's like beast, yeah. bro. he's the whole package as a tight end. Um, and he's a big wrestling fan. You know that too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shouts to the marks. I just think uh, he's a kind of game plan specific player yeah you know there's some games and he's obviously so fine with it right because he's like such a team guy i'll do whatever it takes i don't know i wonder how many routes he ran yesterday um just because of you know the nature of kind of what they did on the ground what they wanted to do to win this game yeah. and they had the lead right and they're playing with the, with 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 the lead so that even removes any more of an element of Kel- uh, of kittle staying with the uh with the referees, too, a little bit. You ever seen referees leave the field faster than they did? Nah. Bro, they were out. That looked like a, a 1992 Colombian soccer game where the referee, like, calls. If you ever watch those, like, Narcos and, and uh, those documentaries where, like, the referees are paid by the cartels and shit. It's like the moment the game ends. They blow the whistle. They give a penalty kick in, like, the 94th minute. And they fucking try to get out that stadium quick because... Fans bro, are going to go crazy. Bro, the fans, the cartel gangbangers used to, like, kill referees and, like, kidnap your kid and be like, yo, Impy, you got the, the, the Cali and the National game, which is, like, the big ride. It's like Red Sox-Yankees over there. Shouts to Columbia. And they go and they kidnap your kid. And they're like, yo, Imp, guess what? Cali comes up to you like, yo, guess what? 90th minute, you're giving a penalty kick. Or else little Jimmy, you ain't going to see little Jimmy. That's crazy. And then, like, you're in that dilemma, too. They ran off that field. Bro, they took off out deuces no handshakes no hugs jimmy g man you watch him play sometimes and it's like do you understand why they took trey lance yeah but let me ask you this now let's say let's say let's say they go to the super bowl let's say they win the super bowl with jimmy g what do you do i I, what do you do? I kind of think they're... You think they're pot committed to Trey Lance that no matter what, he's our guy? Or, or, hard to give up on someone after they win a Super Bowl. You could say, kind of, we saw that shit happen with Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. Granted, very different because Jimmy G was has actually been the starter. Was the starter the entire Where, time. like, Nick Foles came in last game of the regular season, then went hot in those playoffs. So, a lot different. But the scenario, a little similar. What would you say? Maybe I'd give him like another. I, I think he actually has another year on the deal. Yeah, he's like still under contract with them. So but pro- it's just the if fact- they won a Super Bowl, I think I'd let it ride and then see what happens. Because you really, you, you, you your hand is not forced in the sense of from a salary perspective, right? From a contract perspective, you actually don't have to do anything. But I'm hearing reports. Niners are still planning on starting Trey Lance in 2022, and they're going to explore trade options for Jimmy G from NBC Sports out in San Fran. So he's under contract next year, 26 million. I mean, at this point, and then unrestricted, yeah, unrestricted, kind of cheap, kind of cheap. Every quarterback's making like north of 35. Obviously, the level is different too, but I don't know, man. I think it's a fascinating subplot in the playoffs. Him like fighting for. Like his his job and career in San Francisco. Yeah, you're right. Jimmy G is not. I mean, he got the big deal a few years ago, and he was really paid handsomely. But people have caught up to him. Mm-hmm. I you you gotta just let it ride at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, this night game, 
How much time you want to spend on it? I mean, the Steelers never deserve to even be in the playoffs, man. You don't think the Colts would have been a better game or oh. the Chargers would have been a better game? And Bro, Chargers, Chiefs on Sunday Night Football would have been a banger. Yeah. A banger. Herbert yeah. going up against them like that. Because you've seen Herbert light them up every time he's played them. Yeah. And you got Mahomes and Herbert. Like, the lead-up will be sick. This one was like, all right, man, you're going to get pummeled. Did you see the... Um, Everyone thought you were going to get pummeled except for this fucking loser right here. Did you see the, the, the Ben Roethlisberger pass chart? How many attempts? Like, over 12 yards. 12 yards. <laughs> I remember... It may, I may, it may be five yards. Bro, no, because the first, like, two drives, he tried a, a deep bomb to, like, Claypool and then one to... The Went jo- to Deontay Johnson that like landed out of bounds. When I thought was that zero, was a zero. miscommunication though. Oh, so okay, ready? Ten yards. Okay, first of all, none of them were over. I'm. I'm this is terrible audio. Yeah, but look yeah, at this. Oh lord. <laughs> Line of scrimmage that looks five yards is his deepest attempt onto the field. Yeah. Does that that must be only account for completions, right? Bro, that's only because he can't also throw too, man. His arm is cooked. And look, Deontay early on, a couple dropsies on like third down. So just keep the chains moving, but that ain't nothing new though. That ain't nothing new. Yo, did you see this stat about Mahomes? He threw five touchdowns in ten minutes and thirty seconds of actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. I had a question. Why did they waste the Kelsey play in a blowout? That was a good play. The Kelsey the Kelsey touchdown. Nice touchdown yeah. I was just surprised like why they whipped that out at that point. Excuse me? I'm just saying. Um maybe hold on. Let me answer my own question. Is it to, and you're a football, you know, you're a football guy. It's They run that play so that maybe next week they line up in the same formation and they do something different. So, so here, could be, could be. Here's the thing. They also, the touchdown that TJ Watt scored was because they tried to run some wildcat bullshit with Daryl Williams and Mecole Hardman. So maybe they're, they, yeah, we're up four touchdowns. Like, let Kelsey throw a touchdown in front of his mom, which was something that Travis Kelsey's mom. Shouts to Mama Kelsey, bro. Coming on the interview. Bro, she went to the Philly game, then goes to Kansas City. Look, it's not exactly going to Seattle to Miami, but still, you got to, like, yeah. it's a commitment. You got to get on a plane and shit. Ask him an awesome question. He always wanted to throw a touchdown pass in uh, in, in the NFL. Shout to the Bearcats, man. Kelsey's a Cincinnati Bearcat. But I feel like that's a play where you kind of do it because you're up, you're up big. You ain't gonna do that against Buffalo, bro. Yeah, you ain't gonna do that against Buffalo. Well, nah, maybe they son. work some type of like an end around. You could, but then again, they also did that like flipping shit, where like they all rotated. Remember they yeah. did that in the Super Bowl? So they they like to have fun and they experiment. Yeah, but this was. We need to stop when teams gain credibility. When teams have won for a long period of time, the Spurs with Popovich and Duncan, the Cavs with LeBron, the Heat with LeBron, the Warriors teams, the Patriots, now the Chiefs are in this mix. Stop worrying about how they look in the regular season. Yeah, their, their mission is to just get to the playoffs. They've earned the right to have a stinker against the Titans a stinker against the Giants on Monday Night Football. Yeah. They don't always need to look like Showtime Mahomes and the Steph Curry of football. They don't. Yeah. Because when it's the playoffs, they've delivered every single time. And this is what I took away from this game. It's like, yo, we were worried about where is the Chiefs offense? Will the real Chiefs offense show up? And the funny thing is not for nothing, but like even during the, the was it the early-ish to middle-ish part of the season, 
Like everyone was like criticizing the Chiefs. Like Mahomes was still like lighting it up on and off from an offensive perspective. Was he, he just throwing had more turnovers? A couple though. Yeah. Like, and the, and and like take it at face value. The defense was kind of beat up and they were injured. And Chris Jones was in and out and they had. I think it was the Clark Frank Clark too. And yeah, and then they get Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram is like missing a couple corners. Yeah, bro. was the Aaron Rodgers like, line just relax? Relax, we're gonna be fine. So that was my biggest takeaway from this game. It's like, bro, I know it sounds crazy, but these athletes are also human beings, and they go through ups and downs through a regular season just like anyone else does. Yeah. Right, and we need to allow them to just have a stinker. Yeah, you just have to. Couple stinkers, no big deal. And, bro, once the playoffs come, what's up? Five touchdowns, one interception, 404 yards. The interception was a tip by TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. Monster season. Mm -hmm. Hats off to him. I felt the defense until, you know when I thought that game was over? Right before halftime. When they it's, scored the 21-7. 14-7. They get the, like, 20-yard sack. Not 20-yard, but it was, like, second and 20. Oh. And then Kelsey scores that touchdown, and it's like, all right, now shit's clipped. Well, no, it was third and was did he score in a third and twenty or did they complete the third and twenty and then they scored the touchdown? I think that's what happened, right? I'm pretty sure they scored after Mahomes got sacked. Ball was at like midfield, and then that's when Kelsey ran like that. Yeah, that's what I think happened. Yeah, I had first half Chiefs minus seven. You love that set of a push. But you also, what else did you take? You took something you were mad about. Uh, I was mad about Pittsburgh. Man. Alternate line I had. No, I don't. I mean, that was probably something else. So pissed about Pittsburgh. What about next week. Hmm. Uh, look ahead to this weekend. Cup is a little. Want to pull up a little lines, a little line action. I have them already. All right, all right. Let's do a. Let's do a little Simmons cousins out. Guess the lines. Ooh. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. There's one that I already saw because I bet it. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. The Chiefs got to minus two, and I took the Chiefs already. It's two and a half now. It's two and a half now. Now, now, now. let me ask you this. Is home field, should home field still be three points? Or does the location determine that? Meaning, I think three points because it's Arrowhead. Not three points in LA. Yeah, like like if the Rams or the Chargers were hosting a playoff game and it was minus two, I'd be like, all right, that line isn't undervalued. That line is correct. I think the Chiefs are undervalued in this one. I'm pulling up win bet right now. Just to take a look at the the lines, um, yeah, minus two and a half. Thoughts? Early thoughts? We still have a lot of information to process, but just like early thoughts, what do you think? You know what picture is going to be sur surfacing? The, the whole Diggs year. picture. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Stefan Diggs. Has three posts on Instagram. One of them is a carousel. It's called the carousel now. Uh, the algorithm on Instagram. Uh, bars are free, ladies and gentlemen. Just the swipe. The swipe now. Have you noticed like the photo dump from the weekend? That stuff is because the algorithm wants you to stay on the app. So when the user has more than one thing to look through. You're staying longer. You're staying on longer. Makes sense. So instead of you scrolling through the one picture I have. A little double tap. for five maybe. Now you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Reason why I bring that up is Stefan Diggs. One of his posts. Guess who he has as a photo? Stone Cold. Super Bowl confirmed, baby. <laughs> Yo, this is I'm so happy this is the Sunday night football game. This is the this is the AFC title game. This should be the AFC title game. 
I don't think winner of this goes to the Super Bowl. I think every single person in the planet thinks that. Thinks that too. And it's not a bad thing. Like I, I think the winner of this goes to the Super Bowl. I also think actually nah, I don't trust San Fran. I was gonna say San Fran Green Bay too goes to the Super Bowl, but no. Yeah, staying with Buffalo and, and the Chiefs. Thoughts. I know I've spoke I spoke a lot about this, but what do you think, man? Rematch from earlier this year. Buffalo shitted on them, Sunday night football. I I I, re- I need information. I need time. Can I tell you the first thing I thought of for Buffalo? I talked about it with Allen on the Thursday show. What? This is going to be the first time that they're going to miss Tredavious White. Tyreek. Because you got away with, like, Corey Davis yeah. or Brandon Berrios. Shout out to Brandon Berrios, all-team first pro. Braxton Berrios. Who do I call? Brandon Berrios. Oh, shout out a, Brandon Berrios. Shout out though. to Brandon Berrios, the kid from the neighborhood. But, yeah, Braxton Berrios, all-NFL first team. From the U. First, yeah. Yeah. I, that's a great point that you brought up. But because they've gotten away with not having to play an alpha wide receiver. Now this is going to be the first time where and, – and Tyreek ha, has ran wild on you in the playoffs before and in matchups. So I think this is going to be the first time where Buffalo's defense is really going to get tested against an alpha. I think having two great safeties helps alleviate some of that. Alleviates a bar too. However – you still have to deal with Kelsey. Mm. So you'd imagine one of them could potentially be preoccupied from that perspective anyway. Yeah. So now it makes it a little bit more difficult. I'm with you. Um, I don't know, but I just noticed I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. So I'll probably lean one way, and then I'll probably pop that under. Oh, under. I'll bring the total low, and then I'll go over. Over, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, hold on. I feel like we're being super rude to Jarek McKinnon. Out of nowhere. Son, what about his story, bro? Like, he was the backup in Minnesota. A couple spot starts, always balled out. San Francisco. San Francisco gets a huge contract. for It was like, at the time when he signed with San Fran, the year before they, the year they made the Super Bowl, he, like, blows out his Achilles or his knee on the last Friday before the season. That was the year when, like, everybody was taking him fourth and fifth round. And then out of nowhere, it's like, all right, everyone's going to take Mostert and Tevin Coleman because this... Next man up. Right. And at the time, he was like the fourth or fifth most expensive running back. And then the next year, gets hurt again. Gets cut, comes to the Chiefs, finds a home in this offense. And, bro, he really might be the X factor for this offense because you know what you're getting with Kelsey. You know what you're going to get with with Tyree Kill. It's like now they got a running game. Dude looked good yesterday. Andy could catch out the backfield. Yeah, they're really creative with how they Hell use him. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Your boy Andy. You love all the coaches from there. You got to love Andy. Chiefs, you know? Chiefs. I'm surprised. 5 and 5 in the last 10 games at home. Yeah. Well, they're they're so overvalued at home. How many spreads do they play minus 13 and a half, minus 18? It's a good point. A little They're awful against the spread. I think they're like 3 and 19. I know I talked about this on a, on the betting pod with, with Will. It's like they're a team that's overvalued at home. Yeah. But in a way, they're kind of undervalued in the playoffs. So you have that too. Uh, is this a game whoever f- has the ball last wins? Could be. I could just see it. One of them driving down the field. Yeah. Not much time left. Two quarterbacks that play the same, right? These are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, no? I had a guy in Green Bay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you tell me starting today, though. Like, if you were to tell me, you, if if you had to start a franchise and you had me rank the quarterbacks. 
They don't fall out of the top three. You would still put Rodgers based on even No, 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 no. I think you need to put Herbert there and you need to put Joe Burrow too in that discussion. Bro, I looked at Justin Herbert's numbers. His defense is like bottom five in everything. And you know the wins above replacement shit and all that. And yeah, I'm a little bit biased because I was Team Herbert and I love Justin Herbert. But he's in the discussion too. So is Joe Burrow. I just think that... I'd probably say because of the resume... What they've done in the playoffs, yeah, I think you you're put, right. Put Mahomes, Allen, but I think those guys are. And in those guys are right too. there. Yeah, yeah. But I just think in terms of young quarterbacks, I mean, Mahomes is like still young in relation to a quarterback. Brady's 44. I know that's not the the. I know that shouldn't be the benchmark. Mm-hmm. But you have guys playing late into their careers. Mahomes just turned 26 this year. <laughs> But they're so good. They're He's gonna so play four. He could play fourteen more seasons. That's and, a stretch. And Josh Allen's gonna be twenty six in May. That's kind of these are superstars, and they're still just over twenty five years old. That's kind of they. You're right. They have the resume, and they've done it in the playoffs more or less already. Bro, you know what's the wildest? That do you know how old Joe Burrow is? He's old. He's old, right? Twenty five, son. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that plays into his demeanor? Like, like he's more of a seasoned young guy. Yeah, man. Like he feels like more seasoned. Yo, Justin Herbert, March tenth. I'm the eleventh, bro. His oh, birthday. birthday. Let's go. But I think that's a that might play into it. You know how like in in the NBA, if a dude's 21 years old and you draft him, he's like, considered old. Yo, what's wrong with that guy? And it's like you give up on guys. Like not to like talk about, not to like bring up the Knicks right now, but R.J. Barrett. People want to you know crit- I don't want to use the term criticize, but. Like, I'm pulling up a stat as we speak. R.J. Barrett, he's the eighth player in NBA history with 2,000 points, 500 rebounds, and 300 assists by 21 years old. The guys he's joined on that list are Kobe, T-Mac, LeBron, Luka, KD, Melo, and Kevin, uh, Kevin Garnett. But, well, but All of which had the team run through them, too. And, he, and this guy, but he's a bust already. Or not a bust, but he gets a lot of criticism. And the NBA, bro, you couldn't be more right. These kids are getting drafted at 18 years old, and... They're expected to perform right out of the gate. It's like, dude, they can't even go to a bar and drink. Let's 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 slow up a little bit. If I was a GM in the NBA, I would always try to pick up lottery picks that teams are off on. Give me a dude that's like 21, 22 years old that teams are like, like Cam Reddish. I love that move for the Knicks. Yeah. Why not? He's boys with R.J. Barrett, too. Like, that picture's been going you around. Got the, about, you, like, you, they did some recon already behind the scenes. Yeah, but it's also like, yo, let me take a chance on the guy that was such a high prospect. Yeah, and also, it's nothing that Cam Reddish has done. It's The Hawks are so deep, especially in kind of the guard wing. You know what's crazy? The depth that I was spotlighting on preview shows all offseason is one of the reasons why I think they're struggling. Is it possible to have too many guys? It's the offense is good and the defense is bad. I'm not sure, but I could understand. Like, can what you're you saying. imagine having too many? Like, not I would say fairly good players. Like, you have guys that would start, not start, but they'd be significant role players on other teams. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he was playing behind Cam Reddish was playing behind Herder, and he mm. was playing behind some other guys. Herder, that's your boy. He's good, but all I, NBA first team for him. With all due respect, though, I think Cam Reddish has a way higher ceiling. Mm. You know, so to your point, maybe it's this guy's getting too many minutes in the short term, but down the line, he could do way better for you. Can I tell you a game that I am going to bet the moment we get off this? Can you guess? Niners five and a half. Oh, no. Green Bay. Money line? Or no, no. Green Bay to cover. Yeah. 
You talk about it. You had the two quarterbacks matchup. Well, it's a two quarterback matchup. There's gonna be fans in Lambeau this year, unlike last year in the playoffs. It's supposed to be 20 degrees in Lambeau. Short week. This game is Saturday night. The Niners played on Sunday afternoon. And what's good with Warner and Nick Bosa? Well, I think, did Warner come back in? Warner didn't come back in, but he tweeted out today, sorry for the scare. So if we're reading Twitter, he should be good. But Nick Bosa got like folded up with his neck. Yo, the combination of them two, I think one of them sits. And I think them two together are worth something on the point spread. 100%. For what they do to that defense. Because Warner is such a good cover linebacker. Cover linebacker. You got Aaron Jones now you got to worry about. And you're the leader and the heart and soul of the middle of the defense. And like Nick Bosa, arguably comeback player of the year if you think about it too. Because due towards ACL last year. But listen, I think the Niners are a team I, I don't want to bet against. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to because I'm a degenerate and I just, have issues. But... I would maybe stay away from this one. Don't forget, Shanahan owns LaFleur. Does he, though? They played earlier this year. I'm saying in the playoffs. I think it's 2-0 in the playoffs. I could be wrong. I know he smacked. they smacked the shit out of them a couple years ago. Domination. I'm pretty sure it's been one time in the playoffs. And it was the a- NFC Championship game when they played and we were in South Beach. And remember Jimmy G uh, had like seven pass attempts? Yeah. So I think, I think the ones that you're thinking about is like those like Kaepernick years. Remember when Kaepernick came onto the scene, bro? And Cap had that like wild game where he like ran by Clay Matthews and shit. Yeah. Like that's, that's a team when they would struggle against them. Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 in the playoffs against the Niners. 51-31 at San Francisco in 2012. That's the game I'm referencing. 23-20 at Lambeau the year after. And then 37-20 at San Francisco in 2019. And they beat them in the playoffs with LaFleur and, and Shanahan. But it's not like Shanahan's beating them a bunch in the in the playoffs. The weather. There's so many things that are going to. Nah, yeah. I mean, Devontae, too. Like, who's going to stop that guy? Yeah. And that's a, f- a weakness of the of the Niners is their secondary. Which is so weird that Dallas can capitalize, right? Yeah. CeeDee Lamb, Cooper. It's like, yo, you got these, like, ballers. And I know Gallus is a big part of your offense, but Cedric Wilson Wilson's is no the guy. Slouch. When he steps in, he gets, like, a, like seven, eight targets. Yeah, you saw the the over the middle and then he... Th- the, the lateral? lateral. Yo, that was a beautiful play design. Was, that, just, a, was, that, a, was that designed? Yeah, it okay. seemed like it. Okay. And it, it was wide open. It would have been, like, a 20-yard game. You just see yeah, a bad throw there. Even the play that Dak made to Zeke when he steps up in the pocket and he kind of like floats it over to the right-hand side and Zeke drops it on like third and eight, that's Dak making a play and Zeke not being there for him. The fifth, This is the fifth meeting bef- between LaFleur and Shanahan since the start of the 2019 season. Ooh, what's the record? The previous four, including playoffs, all were all at the 49ers. LaFleur lost both in 2019, 37-8 in the regular season and 37-20 to, to in the NFC Championship, but then won... In 2020, last year, and then week three this year. I'm pretty sure that was a Nick Mullins game. That was a Nick Mullins Sunday night football game. And also, that was the game Rodgers just went crazy, if you remember. It was like he Adams went off, and then Crosby hit like a 51-yard field goal to win it. Oh, that's right. It was a really close game, and I think the Niners were down some guys. Mm. I just look, man. LaFleur comes from Shanahan. That's his guy. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, McVay, another McShanahan guy in the playoffs as well. 
And also, by the way, Zach Taylor, isn't he a Shanahan guy? He's a McVay guy. Who's, who's, under, who's Sh- under Shanahan, yeah. yeah He's got yeah. three guys in the playoffs right yeah. now. Yeah. No, of his assistant right. coaches. So I, I, I don't know how much stock you put into that, but they both know each other really well, for better or worse. So take that, you know, take that at face value. I'm with you, though. I think when push comes to shove, I don't trust Jimmy G to... If, if he needs to make a couple big plays, I just don't trust him to do it. So this is the week where I always drop the better quarterback wins. Yeah. But I think the better head coach is on the San Francisco side. I don't know, bro. LaFleur's great, but I think he's had Aaron. Like, what would Shanahan's record be with Aaron Rodgers? A lot of coaches' record would be outstanding if they had the and best Shanahan's quarterback And Shanahan's record is Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair, man. That's fair. I'm not. I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying they've been in different situations. Let's let's end with the last game that we know of: Bengals Titans. What do you What do you think? Early early gut feeling. What well, do you think? You give me your guess. You got, did you see the line already? No, no. Um, Tennessee Titans are home. Tennessee Titans are home. Derrick Henry's probably back. Four, three and a half. Okay. Okay. Well, what happens with Hendrickson? I think I think there's a lot of injury news. Like this is something where once you get more information, I think it's more yeah. understanding to put bets in. But look, I text your boy Rick. Shouts to Rick Rosen. Shouts to Rick Rosen. Uh he texts me Saturday morning and he's like, What's the best bet? Don't say Raiders. I was like, the best bet since Monday of last week was Bengals up to seven. And He's like, we want the Bengals to look good so we can hammer whoever they play next week. I'm like, I think they're going to the AFC title game. Because I had it chalk in the wild card weekend. Yeah. So it would be Cincinnati and Tennessee. I want to see what the vibe's going to be. Those are that. That's big injury news for sure. That's big injury news. And Derrick yeah. Henry too. And like, Yeah, of yeah. course, bro. Because you got to look at this Titans team now the way you did when they were 7-1. and one. Like you need to look at this team with Derrick Henry, with Julio Jones, with AJ Brown, with their defense playing, now playing really well, way better. So you can't look at this Titans team the way we look at the Cardinals and the Rams, who they started out hot and then they fizzled into the playoffs. So it's like, yeah, bro, we Julio's been a nightmare, and you know there's not a bigger Julio stand than I am. AJ Brown in and out the lineup. He's had to do it with Westbrook, Akine, Ferkser, Ferk right. Daddy. They had to do it with Foreman. I said it. This is making the Titans more prepared, and they this him them being without Derrick Henry for that chunk of the season could actually benefit them. So they're at home. They're gonna get Henry back. I said last week prior to the games, I put out a tweet. I'm not gonna bet it because I don't think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. But strictly off value, principle, scenario, the fact that the number one seed has the third best odds in the AFC to win the Super Bowl, where all the games are gonna have to go through Tennessee. Oh, and we're going to get our best player back. I would blindly bet the Titans at 8-1 to one on win bet to win the Super Bowl. And I don't think it's going to happen. A lot of times in sports betting, which I'm sure it's like that in the stock market too, sometimes you just bet on things because it's like good numbers. I can give you a perfect example, man. I was watching the Lakers the other night. <laughs> the Lakers were down like seven points. There's about four minutes left against a bad team. I think the Kings. I checked everything. LeBron was still in the game. Live bet the Lakers like plus 800. Yo, in some of these situations, you just, there's some value to be had. And the Lakers wound up going on like an 8-0 run. Mm-hmm. And they wound up tying the game. They wound up actually losing. But I think that's that kind of backs up your point. Sometimes you just kind of take things at face value, right? It's The Lakers are clearly a better team than the Kings. 
Everyone is playing. You know, LeBron is still in the game, and I'm getting plus 800. Similar situation. You're getting plus 800 for the number one seed. How much money do you think people would have won if during the Durant, Curry, early Golden State, Clay Thompson years, did you blindly in-game bet them at halftime? Third quarter money line? No, nah, just like to win outright. Because a lot of those times they would go into those games down at halftime. 10, down, down 10, 15. down 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just come out fucking 39, 12 quarters. And you're like, what the hell? I'm like down 20. You're right. Fire, right? I read something that if you were to bet on the Jaguars money line and roll it over only against the Colts in Jacksonville since 2015 because they've lost six straight times, do you know how much $100 would have won you by now? Nah. $193,000. So, 2015, Moneyline, Jaguars versus the Colts. Bam, you hit that. 2016, Moneyline, whatever you won, say you've won 600. You take that 600, you bet it in 2016 against the Colts with the Jaguars at home. Now you're up 3K, right? Just stay with me. Now the next year, 2017, you bet against the Colts in Jacksonville, that 3K. Now you've won 18. Then you're betting. So it's such like, big do- uh, dogs, right? Yeah, but it's also like so random, right? Yeah. No one would ever do that. Like who makes a bet once a year? Like, no, you don't do that. I bet on the Kentucky Derby. I bet the number 10 horse every year. Over in the All-Star game. Oh, that's a lock, daddy. Now with the, with the rule changes. Yeah, I know. But the fun's over there. I think that's the blowout alert of the weekend is Cincinnati at Tennessee. Oh, even though Burrow is just mad cool, son. I just wonder with the defense, with, with we need to know what's good with, with with the Bengals injuries. I don't know. Hmm. I just think that could be the one because I think the San Francisco Green Bay game, pending Warner, pending Bosa, I think they'll keep it close. San Francisco can just run the ball really well. They can keep the game kind of close. Mm. And then the Buffalo Kansas City game is going to go down to the wire. So. Pending what happens tonight, I think that's the blowout alert game. But it, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I like it, man. I like it. I'm excited. See, now I'm not. I was off Tennessee, and now like I'm talking to you, and I'm like, because I, I I understood like why they were devalued in the sense of like they had the worst point differential for any number one seed in the NFL. In addition to some other things. Well, that is one of the reasons why, you know, I think one of the reasons why people were sleeping on them in addition to a week's schedule or whatever. I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped that we're recording this. I'll get the edit up for this episode. So by the time they this episode goes up, it'll be up prior to Monday Night Football. But uh, I'm excited for this one tonight. You know, my pockets are financially invested to the LA Rams, so I'm going to be sweating this one. But nice overall weekend. Shouts to our guy, Mark. Mm-hmm. Remember the Patreon? Hit us up on Twitter. He's like, yo, you and Ippy talked about the in-game shit last week, and I in-game the Chiefs, so shouts to Mark. I think you should reiterate. About in-game? Mm-hmm. Well, based off last week. Yeah. So we talked about it last week sort of in passing, but like in-game betting, the the best the best way to in-game, I don't always like it. I don't always like it, but I, this weekend was a perfect scenario of when you should in-game, live bet, whatever it is. All right. Chiefs Steelers. What was the line on that game, Imp? 12 and a half. 12 and a half, right? And what happens? Who scores first? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh goes up 7 0. It's still in the first quarter. The line goes to in game during the commercial break, usually when you can in game stuff for the most part, because they're updating lines in the whole nine. In game, the Chiefs are now minus 7.5. 
the money line minus 700 to start the game now it's minus 260 that's where i end game i don't like betting big favorites i stay away we always joke about it i cut your ass you light me up too well, that's what, yeah i don't like the big favorites i think it gets very tricky and scary when i attach five minus 400 favorites together someone's gonna let me down yep we saw it time and time again throughout the uh, world series throughout the regular season but with in game that's when you should do it. There's value. Huge value. Because now you're looking at minus seven and a half with three quarters to play. They're at home. You also have watched Big Ben can't complete a first down. And also the the, the floozy pick in the red zone, right, for the Chiefs? Yeah. You would have thought that, yeah. So you just knew that an onslaught was coming. Yeah. So that's a scenario where you would live bet. Yeah. Let's take a look at the Packers, for example, right? Say San Francisco goes up, first possession, scores a touchdown. Which, by the way, they did against the Cowboys. They did against the Cowboys, right? So they go up and they score a touchdown. Now it's 7-0 San Fran. And we haven't seen Rodgers yet. Maybe it's a a dud Packers game and it bites you in the ass. But that will be a scenario where, yeah, they're a five-point favorite Green Bay. Now maybe it goes to minus two, minus one. Who knows? Great value there. Yeah. That's the only time that I will in-game. I'm with you. I think, uh, and especially if you could get creative, if you, if you have some other options in addition to like a money line or if you can take like the second, like I, lo- I love some of these unique bets where it's like you could take a team to win a half. You could yeah. take a team to win a quarter. Right. If the Steelers won the first quarter, let's let's put our brains together yeah things are going to kind of and and to your point if you if you see it happening another way you maybe be, could do double result there's a lot of couple, couple of different ways that you could bet the same thing that you just did mm. said you could bet on a money line you could bet on a spread or you could even bet on them winning the next couple of quarters right so absolutely i couldn't agree with you more or also think about it from this perspective say you put a five team parlay and you're waiting for the rams game tonight right and you decide not to hedge, right? Say you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to let it ride with the Rams. Say the Rams jump out to a 14 nothing lead, but it's like a fluky one, right? Like opening kickoff, Rams get the ball, they score a touchdown. Then they kick it off, they kick it off as a fumble, they scoop and score, right? So it's 14 nothing with 11 minutes left. I would probably hedge then with the Cardinals because now you're probably looking at it like plus 380, plus 400. Yo. So that's where, but before the game, when it's that tight of a line, minus three. I'm probably not going to do that because then you're risking so much less on the hedge. You can probably who knows what that number yeah. would look like. So those are scenarios where if you do single game parlays, which WinBet offers and a lot of sportsbook offer, yeah, that's something where you can in game like the yardage. Yeah. Yo, last thing, it just crossed my mind. Uh, you saw that Draymond Green shit that went down last week with the bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I follow a kid. The tweet, the the kid. Who made the bet? I wouldn't be surprised if he tails this guy that I follow on Twitter. He max bets unders on everybody. Every single NBA player every night, he max bets their under. And he turns 50 into 1,500. He turns 25 into 900. That's his strategy. He just max bets the unders. And, like, it sucks, right? But if someone gets hurt, it's a cash. Early injury, it's cashed. Well, I think also, like, that Draymond. COVID with COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or like, rest, right? Yeah. Like rest was rest is big if a and guy that's just, on the sports book. Yeah, take that line down. If so, you know that he's only, you should have known he was only going right, to play for a minute. Right, right. The, so the report came out by Shams that he wanted to be out there. So it's the Cavs and the Warriors game. Draymond Green wants to be out there as Clay's return. 
So after the tip-off, and the report came out because of a calf injury, he's going to start. They win the tip. Do the Cavaliers. He fouls. Standing ovation. He checks out. Done for the game. He recorded a stat. Recorded a stat, right? It's in the box score. Some dude put like $1,000, 125K, took all the unders, steals, blocks, points, the whole nine. What I think happens, I think they, I think sportsbooks do the Draymond Green rule. It's going to be something where you have to record a certain minute. Like you have to play a certain amount of minutes. Yeah. Like minimum five minutes. Five minutes. And then all player props even, are active. I would actually argue maybe it's, it could even be a little bit less than five minutes. Maybe because like Draymond two minutes. Green was in yeah. the game for like a second. Yeah. So maybe it's like two and like a half two, minutes. Like two minutes, two minutes yeah. yeah. Or you got to go to the first TV timeout. Something. It needs to be something because, you know, if you have some insider information, like, you know, a trainer or some shit, it's like, yo, you know what? Yo, Jalen Brown is going to sit out tonight. Yeah. Sup? Sportsbook's got to pay you out. That's a you problem. So after Draymond Green, that tweet comes out from Shams, some sportsbooks, you had like an eight-minute window where you still could have hammered that. Yeah. That's on you. That's on you. You got to juice these bets up ridiculously um, so that you... Yo, if you gamble, if you sports bet, you have to be following B-Riders. Yeah. If you don't have Twitter, make one. And set the notifications. You, It's a must. I do fantasy laps. I set the notifications. It's a must. Yeah. You are playing with fire. You are drawing dead. You are going into the hand with 2-7. I think... Yeah. Yeah. Turn those notifications on because you could really get some value. Um... If you know a guy's going to be limited or you know a guy's maybe coming back from a COVID situation, uh, conditioning, he mm. may not play. But if he plays, how much is he going to play? Yeah. Then maybe you look at the unders for that guy who, you know, he's coming back from COVID protocols. He had COVID. Maybe he's only going to play 12 minutes that game. That minutes restriction. Then you look at, okay, maybe I'll go unders on all his yeah. stuff because, and then, and then he may not, but then the thing is he may not even play. Right. So you got, and if they let you take the bet. Yeah. You know, so. Where can they find you? IMPY718 on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter for some free sports bet picks. Follow me over there. At Nick Day is 10 news. You can find me at Veterans Minimum. That's where you can find everything for the show. Check out the YouTube uh, Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, Super Bowl boxes. We got 23 boxes taken up. Uh, $50 buy-in. PS5 or Xbox X is a grand prize cash we're donating we're buying some stuff for the show so uh check it out dm us on instagram on twitter get in contact with me fuck it get in contact with impy if needed like whoever you follow it'd be cool man we filled it up last year with like 10 days to go to the super bowl so we have about a month until then so uh yeah hit us up and we will catch you guys later this week peace Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.